Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep is money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my paper, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Arone Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. Week 4 of NFL is in the books. So, let's uh, bring in Crab over in Minnetonka. How you doing there, Crab? Not doing too bad. Uh, ready for another week of football here. Hopefully we can uh, get some get some winners here for the pod. Yeah. You uh didn't come over to get uh, the whole full experience with the all the TV set up, so how, how was it uh, roughing it over there with a couple less screens? Yeah, I mean, I got my, in my office here, I got my four screens, so I kind of, uh, I guess it's a pretty good alternate uh, solution, I suppose. But, yeah, it definitely worked out fine. It uh, got got it down for the most part, but, yeah, you definitely miss just a couple nuances here and there from not being able to get every single game. But I think uh, for the most part, yeah, definitely definitely pretty pretty good for the, for the most part, better than most setups, I would, I would say. Yeah. I had a little bit too much fun on your birthday there, huh, last weekend. Yeah, pretty good time. No, you're uh, over here over at the over at the, the crib and had a pretty good uh little outing, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Alright. Well let's uh let's jump right into it here and get to it and do a little uh, weekend recap. The weekend recap. Alright, so how do we four treat you up? Oh <laughs> yeah. It's- but as boring of a week for me as you can get, and looks like I was one, one, and two. That's uh, two pushes for me. <laughs> so pretty ridiculous uh, there. But got to win there Monday, Monday night again, or Sunday night. I mean, on Philadelphia, winning there outright. I think my biggest mistake of the weekend was not betting them on the money line. Because like I said on the podcast, had a pretty not a good feeling, but definitely thought they had a decent chance of of not only covering that game but also winning. That's Philadelphia Sunday night. And obviously they did win outright. Obviously it was a little dicey, and not, you could have debated whether they should have won that game, but I think the cover was definitely in the cards for them. But, uh, yeah, right there, I should have listened to my own advice and taken a little money line bite there on the Eagles. But uh, otherwise, Arizona I had a bet on and a release play, and that just was basically dead from the start. They just looked pretty bad here the last couple of weeks. So that's been pretty frustrating from uh, from them. And then the other two, somewhat fortunate there in Seattle to get that over push, if you look at it from an end score perspective. but then. I mean, boy, Miami, boy, was that frustrating when I had that over and they're in the red zone every other time and they just field goal, field goal, field goal. I think they had five field goals in the red zone or something. It's just really frustrating how they couldn't punch one of them in. Uh, and then obviously that Chargers, I think, was definitely on the pretty, pretty unfortunate there to not, it uh, should have won outright, let alone the cover. And the fact that I got a push there plus seven on the Chargers was, uh, pretty, pretty frustrating. That's one of the games I released later. I didn't talk about much on the pod, but. Definitely liked uh, where that was coming in later in the game and, and definitely trying to bet against Tampa. So for me, uh, it's pretty much a, just taking a little bit of the juice hit there. One and one basically on my, on my games and not, not very good. How about, how about yourself? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, not, not great, but I went two one and one on the 
plays we did on the pod last week, and then the other one was Pittsburgh that that game never went against the Titans because of COVID stuff. But then uh, on two of my picks, the the markets kind of crashed on when I didn't release them earlier in the week because I thought if anything they might be going up, uh, figuring that the Saints and Texans might get some money. But both Detroit and the Vikes uh, took some money, so the numbers went down on them, and I don't want to take them in a flat three uh, if it's a release play. So I stayed away from those, and then the plays I ended up I ended up adding uh, Atlanta on Monday night, who I thought was going to at least be able to stay close with Green Bay, and that didn't happen at all. Uh, especially after Devontae Adams was out and the Green Bay and Lazard's out. It's like Green Bay's enemy playmakers left, and then both the the Atlanta receivers uh, were, were active and just couldn't have been less of a factor. So that was kind of frustrating that Atlanta was just totally lifeless there. So I ended up going 1-2-1 one, and one on my release plays, which, which wasn't ideal. But overall, it was just kind of a boring week, to be honest. There's just a lot of a lot of... Uninteresting games, and there is a lot of high scores, which you know usually correlates pretty highly with with entertainment and interesting games. But just a lot of them, you know, like Panthers, Cardinals, and Washington Ravens, and there's a lot of those that were never really that close and just weren't that interesting. And even games like the Chargers, Tampa, that you were talking about, it's like that was kind of back and forth and more interesting. But it still is just I don't know, kind of bad, sloppy football for the most part. Even like the Browns, Cowboys putting up all those points just really wasn't all that entertaining to watch, which is kind of a, almost like an oxymoron there. So uh, I don't know if looking at the slate this week is going to get much better from an entertainment standpoint, but at some point here, hopefully we're going to have a lot of good games that come down to the wire. So yeah, not not the greatest of weekends uh, across the board. So maybe this week will be better. We'll see. But before we do that. Uh, one one thing where it did go pretty smooth last weekend was getting the best of the number. Let's go ahead and do that. Getting the best of the number. All right, so which games qualified then for getting the best of the number last week? Yeah, like you mentioned, I think this might be a record. I mean, I guess I always forget to mention it's crazy how many long we do in the podcast now. And every time I put it together, I think we're on like our 84th episode or something like that. It's pretty crazy how time flies here. It seems like just not too long ago we were just starting this thing up, so. Uh, with that, I think uh, my point with that was is that I think this is probably the most. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. We have a lot of games here, six games total that qualify for getting the best number. I think that's the most we've had in, in one week of football. Just pretty crazy if you think about it. Almost half the games, uh, whether it be side or total, come into play. That just uh, again just hones in the factor of getting the best numbers. We'll I'll go through them here as quick as I can. Um, first one, Arizona, uh, Carolina. The total here opened 51. This one closed 52, 52 and a half. It landed 31 to 21, so right on 52. So that one went right through that total um, there. The next one, Seattle, Miami. This is the one I was on that I like the over. Like I mentioned in the, in the last segment, this one opened uh, 54 for the most part, and then this one closed. It, it kind of bounced around though. It's 54, 54 and a half, and it kind of came down a little bit, 53 and a half maybe when we were doing the pod, and then it kind of came back up before closed to 55. Um, or before kickoff to 55, and this one landed right on 54. So I got a push out of it. It's kind of frustrating. Um, I'll, I'll just get into the next game, I guess, with the Chargers. This one opened six and a half, and then it was bet up. It was at seven a lot, a lot of the time. And then right before kickoff, kind of late earlier uh, in the day there on Sunday, it got to seven and a half, and that's where I kind of jumped on it. I thought it was just a little, a little too high there for that number. I think that six and a half number was a better number, obviously. 
So this one, like I said, closed a split line, seven, seven and a half, and it landed 38, 31 right on seven. So could have got a push there or a win if uh, you bet the Chargers are late. Otherwise, you bet Tampa Bay early. You could have got a win there outright from a, a favor perspective. The one thing I will say about this one that's frustrating about releasing plays, it's I, I could have got it seven and a half. Uh, I did, or and then you also you know just kind of want to be what's fair for getting something that's widely available for release. So that's something there where. Most people that are probably doing it in this industry that are, especially people that are making money off these are probably going to, you know, grade that as a seven and a half for the Chargers, uh, which was, was, you know, there was some available. I just thought seven, even money was a better, more fair number. So I ended up getting a push instead of a win. So that's another thing too, to pick, make note of is, you know, we try to be fair with our numbers and, and most of the time you should be able to get better numbers here than, than we release if uh, you have some outs. Um, so next one here, Baltimore, uh, open 13 and a half. This one closed 14. Uh, towards the end of the day, uh, end of the day there before kickoff, and this one landed on 14. So if you bet Baltimore early, you could have won that one. Otherwise, you could have got a push late, uh, betting the dog. And then the total here, this one you were on, uh, Buffalo Vegas, uh, 51 and a half opener, closed 52 and a half or 53, and this one landed on 53 um, for for your under there. So that was a good number there for you. Um, and the last one, Philadelphia San Francisco total open 44 and a half and closed 46. This one landed on 45, so another pretty good example, just kind of cruising through that number and could have bet it on either end to clear a more than you know a point on each end. So there's the six I have, kind of quick, but uh, just I think nothing else. If you don't get anything else out of the segment, just how important getting the best of number is here to, to make money long-term in the NFL. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, too. I think uh, Gil mentioned this, and I noticed that when we were watching it. The When Jacksonville scored to cut it when they were down 14, and they cut it to eight. They went for two. They, you know, like the analytics say that you should go for two uh, the first time, and you're going to be more likely successful one of the two times and, and win the game instead of tying it with two touchdowns. And also the uh, the Bears, when they cut it from 14 down to eight, they went for two as well, going back from the Colts. But uh, in contrast, the Raiders, when they scored down 14, they kicked the extra point to make it land on right on uh, seven, you know, right on 53 for the total. And I was trying to think to myself, would I rather just take the push or would I rather have him go for two and, and have the to- whole total hinge on that two-point conversion? I don't know. I, the way it was going there, I was just happy to take the push and get out of there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. small aside. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's jump into week five, huh? Let's do it. All right. Uh, you want to, like, I guess, uh, who, so do, what, did, what did you do on your five picks from the pod last week? Um, let me see. I reference them here. So I, I had that split play with the total. So I pushed oh, yeah. and then lost. I guess that'd be considered probably a loss there because that Atlanta Green Bay, even though I went to bet it just because I didn't like the what, the late news there with obviously the wide receiver and the injuries and then also with the win. So I didn't bet that at all or even come close to that Atlanta Green Bay Monday night game. And then my other one pushed. So it's still great that as a loser, I guess, for the five. And then Philadelphia, which was a winner, and then Pittsburgh, Tennessee didn't play. And then you, yeah, we had that head-to-head Jacksonville, Cincinnati, so I lost that one. And then I had the Arizona, so I definitely wasn't looking too good. It looks like I was one and four for the, for those plays. So I think, uh, or one and three, I should say. So yeah, it looks like you probably, if you want to go that way, right. um, we'll do it that way, I suppose, since we tied on the pick of the week. Sounds good. I will uh, go first then. Um, all right. What do you got? So I, like we talked about briefly, we didn't talk about which games you're picking, but. It's it's pretty tough here with <laughs> looking at these cards when you got COVID concerns on you know three of the games we don't even really have numbers and then here you just got a lot of big favorites this week which I don't I hate those games in general where you either got to lay a big price or else take an awful team 
and hope they can stay close. I just, I'd rather, much rather pick a game that's, you know, in a zero to seven point spread range personally than, than seven or above. Um, so for this week, and then we talked about too, like betting any unders, I kind of learned my lesson last week. I think I'm just gonna, even though I got a push in that game, uh, I, I thought it should have stayed easily under and it's just so many of those games were just absolute shootouts. So I think you want to tread carefully betting under. So it's kind of tricky when you take away a lot of unders you t- and then you have a lot of COVID games and whatnot. So it's kind of tricky to get to five this week. Uh, definitely not my favorite week, but the first one up, uh, Again, I, I hate doing this because I did it last week and ended up not even playing, but the Miami-San Francisco game, uh, we don't have a number specifically for the pod, but um, you don't see any numbers up for this one, do you? Uh, side or total? Uh, side. Uh, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're available. I'd have to take a look. I don't think so, though. Okay. So I'll, um, you know, whatever, see where it closes at later in the week and just take whatever the close is, but... Um, I like Miami here a decent amount. I think last week that was kind of misleading. I, I sorry to interrupt. I am seeing a nine, so I think nine is probably the number. Okay. All right. Yeah, go go with nine then. I just think last week they lost by eight to Seattle, and like you said, they were kicking field goals like crazy, and and really I thought could have almost won that game, or at least came real close. And San Francisco is just so beat up, and the fact that they were laying quite a bit against Philadelphia last week and lost that game outright. And maybe Jimmy G might be back. And I think that's part, you know, probably why the, the, the numbers aren't as available as you'd think. But I just, I think San Francisco is so banged up that even if you do get Jimmy G back from injury and he's probably going to be a little rusty and I think most start might play, but I just don't think he really moves the needle all that much. And, you know, Kittle looked good last week, but overall, I just don't think this is the same. San Francisco team at full strength from last year that was making the Super Bowl. I think this is kind of a shell of their former self, and I'd say around two and two or five hundred team is probably about what they are. And uh, Miami, I think, is just going to be a, a fairly frisky underdog team. And Fitzpatrick didn't look great last week by any means, uh, but I think you know asking them to cover this point spread range is is pretty doable. So in a game where I think they should have some success on offense. I just don't think San Francisco's offense is is geared up and ready to go enough to to cover by double digits here and win this game. So I think it's a pretty easy auto bet if it's anything above seven here to take uh, take some Miami in the points. Where are you looking? Yeah, I say I, I agree with that. I think that's probably the right side. And uh, yeah, just we'll see what happens here with this line comes and, and more information. But yeah, my first play here. Um, let's see, where do I want to go first? I guess we will. I guess I'll make it kind of similar to you and get one that's kind of not 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 too uh, widely available on the board. But there are there are spots we have it, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, uh, the, the the Raiders here. I think first time I bet them all year, I just feel like it's a lot of points, so I'm going to be betting uh, the the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders against the Chiefs. I really don't want to bet bet against the Chiefs at all. I have them as my number one power rated team, and I know I said I liked them against Baltimore on that Monday night a couple weeks ago, and they were getting three in that hook. I thought it was too much. And, uh, yeah, boy, I, I know it's tough, but to me it just seems like this is just too much. It seems like this should be like a, a nine and a half. It seems like the ceiling to me. So I feel like I'm getting quite a bit of, of value here. I already did feel like it, it might go up more. to If it does go up to like 14, I'll definitely be take, taking some more on, on Vegas here. Might be might be a dead. It might be a long you know game that's not overly eager to watch, obviously, because it's going to be a – 
a nail or a, you know, one that you're definitely not going to be easy with, with Kansas City's offense. But I don't know. I, I feel like this is, uh, again, too many points. Kansas City's coming off a short week. Vegas seems pretty hungry. I think they, they've shown signs where they can score points. Obviously, the, the, they're obviously the higher powered offense where they can put up points in bunches. And, and I think they might have some success here against Kansas City and also. With a divisional game here, I, I just feel like, too, you saw Kansas City against the Chargers a few weeks ago, and they had trouble there and barely snuck out with a win. And I think the perception is, you know, if you look at just the final score from last week with Kansas City, they looked like they handled New England pretty well, but, you know, they should have, they should have for sure not covered that game and, you know, arguably should have lost that game. They, New England made a lot of mistakes they don't normally make, like at the end of the second half there, or at the end of the first half, second quarter, when they take a sack, when you can't take a sack there, and that was Hoyer and, and then the clock ended up running out, so they basically just gave away three points and then turnovers and and yeah, boy, it just uh, they did actually a pretty good job of stopping them. So I, I, people, you can look at it one of either two ways. Either you know that, that was a one bad game there of Mahomes and the offense. Now they're going to come out pretty pretty strong and on fire. But I don't know. I feel like they've had a couple games now where they have a little bit of chinks in the armor. And when you when you land this many points, I feel like you got to be pretty pretty stout all around. And that defense, I think, has still got some holes. So I think, like I said, Vegas will be able to score some points here, and I think they should be able to hang in here. I don't know if I necessarily want to say uh, take a little money line with the, the Raiders, but I think definitely should be able to hang in your in your close, and I think the back door is always going to be open. So, um, yeah, a lot of points here. I think it's too many, so getting uh, Vegas here plus 13.5. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, it looks smart. We'll just do 13. I think it's split. We'll just do 13 for uh, podcast purposes. All right. Yeah, I think if, if Newton would have played that game, I think the Pats would have won, or at least would have been a either or game there at the end. I think it was absolutely misleading. So I think I can see where you're going with that. Um, all right. My second one, um, do something I don't do too often here. I'm going to, uh, lay a touchdown and I'm going to look at the Old uh, Frankie chalk. That's right. Uh, well, it seems like whatever else I'm doing isn't working. So I might as well start doing that. Huh? Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh against Philadelphia and. Yeah, uh, good for Philly getting a win last week and I guess taking the lead in the division, which is just outright hilarious in its own right. But, you know, going and playing on the West Coast on a late game and, and winning in a spot that I thought was way less impressive for the Niners than it was like, oh boy, the Eagles are looking good again. It was just kind of a strange game where I still wasn't all that impressed with them. Now they come back against Pittsburgh, who you know, had the week off after not playing the Titans last week, and who's looked pretty good for the most part um, this this year so far. I just think that the, the spot is really good for the Steelers, and now it just seems like the Eagles too. After they get that win, they can almost like relax a little bit, thinking, okay, we're right in the division, we don't absolutely need this anymore, and it might be a tiny bit of a letdown spot after last week. And like I talked about when we were talking about the games last week, I was trying to get Pittsburgh against Tennessee, and I was saying the one thing I think you can really count on is the Pittsburgh defense. And obviously with them not playing, I I still feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, You know, Pittsburgh, I'd say, is probably the best or at least top three defense in the league. I think they're third in DVOA behind Tampa and Indy. But just in eye test-wise, I think Pittsburgh just looks like a, a really solid defense. So if their if their offense can get going at all, which I would expect, especially after the time off, um, with people being healthy, I, I just I think they're just a significantly better team here. And uh, the only thing that I don't like about this is when you're talking about a low total like 44. Obviously, laying more points is going to be 
becoming more of a premium where it's going to be harder to cover when there's going to be less points scored. So that is a little scary. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Philly just hasn't looked right at all. Their, their offense is first in DVOA and, and their, even their defense is, um, you know, middle of the pack at, at 14. So I just, I'm really not buying Philly and I just, uh, I think it's a pretty good spot for Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go ahead and swallow the seven and hope they win the Battle of Pennsylvania. Well, uh, first one of the week, we're going head to head. So, um, all right. I, uh, this it. one's, uh, strong for sure. I definitely, this is my fifth one in kind of when I was looking for on the sheet. I know. Especially this week, like you mentioned, it's just really tough when trying to find a, a fifth play or fourth play even and just to have a strong opinion. Um, yeah, this one for me is basically just the number. I, I guess I didn't. Even, I, I should go back. I can go back here quick for the two games we talked about previously. I suppose I'll just go real quick. I'll give my my numbers here for the the game. So uh, for yours, real quick, I'll just give that Miami San Francisco. My power rating San Francisco seven and a half. Look at line San Francisco eight and a half. That was the bettable line from the week before uh, last game. And then the opener, and then we're going to use the Westgate Superbook for the, the lines. The opener for that game was San Francisco 9.5 before it was taken off the board. And then there's no line for the total. So just a reference there quick. And then I'll, I'll do mine for Kansas City, my power rating, uh, Kansas City 13. Look headline, Kansas City 11.5. Uh, the Westgate opened Kansas City 12 on the spread and 56.5 on the total. Um, and then this one here, my power rating, Pittsburgh minus 6. Look headline, Pittsburgh 7. Westgate open Pittsburgh eight and a half and the total you're open 44 and a half. Um, so like I was mentioning here on, on Philly side, to me, it's more of a, you know, it's just, just more of a numbers perspective. I just feel like this is a, a little bit of a hefty price for Pittsburgh delay. I, I, not that I'm in love with the, the Philly side. And I understand where you're coming from for sure. I think they're definitely a team that's just not very talented and they have a lot of problems, a lot of injuries, but, and then Wentz has obviously had his hiccups, but I just feel like this, to me, it's more just a bet on uh, the, the quarterback, I guess, that Wentz can kind of figure it out and, and kind of just hang in, hang in this game here. And uh, especially with Roethlisberger getting a little bit older, I just feel like they're going to kind of slow the game down. I, I think it is going to be a lower-scoring game, like you, you're saying, with that low total. Uh, I kind of leaned under the total as well, just kind of too low for me, but and obviously with everything else going on. So with all, with all that, I kind of just expect this to be, like I said, lower lower-scoring game in Philadelphia. It will put up some points, I think. So I think it'll be a little bit tighter game. Uh, close, I think it'd be more like a field goal game more than a touchdown game. So, uh, like I said, not my strongest of plays, but I feel like uh, Philadelphia here is just where, where I'd look. Uh, if, like I said, as a Week Five play coming. All right. So so far, I'm one and zero in head-to-head plays. We'll see if this squares it up, or if I jump out to a two-zero lead here to start the year. We'll see. I mean, it is kind of unfair. That was your second strongest play, you know, quote unquote, and uh, my fifth. But hey, whatever. I guess uh, top five is top five, right? Well, I, I'm not really going in any my strongest to weakest order per se. I'm just uh, just kind of picking them out as far as uh, where I think the best flow of the podcast would be. So right. I, would, I don't I don't think I'd ever put laying a touchdown as one of my stronger plays of the week unless I was really really thin. But um, another one I'm <laughs> fairly lukewarm about um, is laying points again. I'm gonna go to the uh, that indie game. Uh, Indy Cleveland. You want to go ahead and give your numbers for that? Yep. Uh, my power in here, Indy minus one. Look headline, Indy two and a half. Westgate open as a pick em. A total you're open 47 and a half. All right. So, yeah, I like Indy. Um, you know, laying one and a half or two here. Uh, not, not I'm not in love with, but I feel like the – I think the Indy defense is definitely – over overvalued like I don't think you know they're number one in DVOA I don't think they're the best even in the league or 
or have looked or they're as good as they've looked necessarily. I think it's been kind of a combination of playing some rough teams and and just kind of coincidence as much as anything. But even if they're not the number one team in the league as far defensively, I still think they're a pretty solid team defensively. And Cleveland, I don't know why. I think both these teams are are kind of frauds, like not frauds and that they're terrible, but at three and one, I don't think these are top five teams in the league by any means. But I feel like the Colts are a little bit more real than than the Browns are. It just seems to me like the Browns have played, you know, the Bengals and Washington, and then last week in that weird game against the Cowboys where the offense put up, you know, they put up forty nine points and they didn't even look all that impressive. I just thought. I don't know. Cleveland, uh, you look at the, they got killed by the Ravens week one, so they've actually been outscored on the season, but they're three and one, and they've played two of probably the worst, you know, eight teams in the league or something, and then you play against Dallas, who has the, maybe the worst defense in the league, and then he, the only good team they play, they got absolutely destroyed by. So I think if you're going to look at these two teams and compare them, I, I think that Indy's more for real than Cleveland. I mean, you can you can kind of make a similar case about Indy when they played the Jags and lost, and they might be the worst team, and then they beat the Vikings, Jets, and Bears. So not a whole lot of meat on that bone either, and I think you could totally make a counterargument. I just think from an eye test, those have looked a lot more, I don't know, like repeatable and, and you know, impressive to me just from watching them, even though Rivers has looked old, kind of like you were talking about with Big Ben. haven't been all that impressed with Rivers, so that's defense than uh than the offense but like i said i've i think cleveland's kind of a middle of the road defense and their our offense really hasn't been all that impressive uh to me either so if you're going to give me a spot here where like we talked about i think home fields are pretty negligible and cleveland's off a bigger win anytime you can go into dallas and win like the way they did i think spot wise if anything it slightly favors indy here so uh yeah that's a small price you're under a field goal uh that's that's the way I would look. What uh, What about your next one? Yeah, I'm in agreement there. That was my sixth play there. I, I definitely agree with it. I think, in my opinion, I think it really really favors uh, Indy for a spot perspective. I think Cleveland's going to be pretty high up on their horse there after that win. So I'm with you there. Um, next for game I'm on, let's uh, switch up the things here. Let's uh, I'm going to go to a total. And uh, let's go to Arizona at the Jets. My power rating here, Arizona minus nine. Look at line, Arizona eight. Uh, no line. Uh, for the opener and then the total here open 46 and a half. But, uh, it just, uh, uh yeah, it looks like the, the line came in a little bit later. But anyway, we're focused on the total here. So let's focus on that. Um, for me, I yeah, just, I think to me, I'm going to be looking over here 46 and a half. Looks like it might be 47. So I guess we could probably have to grade on 47 now. But yeah, 47 and a half over. I feel like it's pretty good. It just seems like, I don't know, the Jets have been so lackluster that it's just hard. Hard, but I, I feel like just a, a shot in the arm here. It looks like Flacco is going to be getting the start, which not not obviously impressive. Flacco, he's older, and it's going to be you know who knows with him what you're going to get. But it seems hard to imagine you're going to get a whole lot worse than what you had before with Darnold. So uh, to me, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit of shot in the arm. And if not, um, I feel like Arizona is going to be able to put up points here. I think they're kind of their backs are on the wall. So I, I really, if I really had to bet this, I'd almost look at the Arizona team total over. But uh, just we don't really do much that like that on this pod. I'll, I'll just stick with the total, but. I just really feel like Arizona's going to put up points here. I think, like I said, they're going to be going up against a, a weak defense, a weak team, one of the my worst power-rated team in the league in the Jets. And I feel like this is kind of a people's you know teams to get right going against this team. And I don't think Flacco's going to be their savior by any means. But like I said, I think if nothing else, it'll be a new a new look for them, something they haven't seen uh, on, on film this year yet. 
uh, for Arizona trying to prepare for him and everything. So I think they hopefully be able to do something uh, on offense from the Jets' perspective. I feel like that's the way this this won't get over. But uh, like I said, I think Arizona's going to put up quite a bit of points here, and I think the Jets are going to have to be aggressive and kind of to keep this game close. So like I said, I think this is a, a reasonable total, especially the way the totals have been going so far this year. So um, not my strongest total of the year, but definitely I uh, like the over 47 here in this game. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, it's kind of interesting you're talking about Arizona up against Flacco. Um, in my survivor deal, or just picking a team to win, you know, and you can't pick them again. I'm debating between Arizona and Houston because they're up against the Jets and and uh, Jacksonville, and I, there's I don't think I'm really teams I'm going to want to use in a lot of spots this year. So I'm kind of debating which one of those two I I want to use just to win the game outright. Yeah, and it's um, funny with with Arizona and Houston, those are both two teams where I could see them kind of going to just being continue to be terrible, like Houston's case, and Arizona keep downsliding. Or I could see them by the end of the year, they're like a really, really solid team, <laughs> yeah. and a bet on team. I think it go either way with both these teams. Yeah, exactly. And then you bring the unknown of Flacco coming in for the Jets, and then O'Brien being out with Houston as an unpopular coach. A lot of times you get a bounce after the week after that. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I'll have to wait and see where I decide to go on that, but. Anyway, all right. Where are you headed? My next game, um, or my, I guess we got two left here. So there's actually pretty similar uh, plays for me. But first one of the two, let's go to that uh, Giants Dallas game. Oh yeah, sorry, I uh, didn't. Uh, yep, yeah, sorry. Here we go. Uh, power rating Dallas, uh, eight point favorites minus eight. Uh, look headline Dallas eleven and a half. Westgate open Dallas eight and a half, and the total here open fifty four. All right, so I'm, I mean, pretty much just going to be doing similar to what we saw last week, and I just don't think a team with a defense that bad can be laying double digits, and they're not quite yet. You know, there's nine and a half, but I think by game time you'll probably be getting getting ten or more on this one. Cause people do like to bet the Cowboys, and especially with how good their offense has looked. Uh, people want to pay attention to that. And uh, Conversely, you know, the Giants 0-4, nothing to write home about. Uh, they got... I hung in there against the Rams last week. I actually had the Rams in that aforementioned survivor, so I was getting a little worried there uh, with how little they were doing offensively. But if you look at the Giants, other than that, they've they hung in there with the Steelers week one on Monday night, and then they hung in there with the before week two. I uh, got smoked by the Niners in week three, which is a little concerning at home. But um, here, you know, catching double digits against a Dallas team that just I said DVOA wise has the worst defense in the league. Eye test wise, their defense is just absolutely abysmal. I don't love the playmakers that the Giants have, but I think with with Slayton and Ingram and and Daniel Jones moving around a little bit, if he has big enough windows, I think he'll be able to score some points here. So um, I don't have a lot of faith they're going to be able to stop Dallas. I think this one you could also look towards the over too, with 54 points. Uh, you know, in the new day and age in the NFL, that seems pretty fair for for this. So if if, if the Giants do put some points up here to go back and forth with Dallas, which I kind of think will be the case. I would say it's also fairly correlated to the over. But just, yeah, like I said, just uh, too many points to to be laying with the, with no defense. So that's kind of the premise of my play here. I'm going to take the Giants. Like I said, right now for the for the pod's sake, we'll have to count it at 9.5, but I think you'll probably get 10 by the end of the week. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, let's see, I will go over to... Uh, Sunday night football, I suppose. That's my next one. I have to, to, to wither through. So this one, power rating, Seattle seven and a half. Look headline, Seattle nine and a half. Westgate open, Seattle seven and a half. And the total here open 58. 
Yeah, pretty uh, high total here. Um, for me, this one just it comes down to uh, again, it's pretty it's pretty tough here, nitty gritty for this week for for getting picks out, but. Uh, we'll see what happens as the week with more information and everything else. But, yeah, I'm on the, the Minnesota side here getting the points at 7. It uh, kind of came down already. You're missing that hook, which is kind of frustrating. From uh, open 7.5, now it's down to 7, which I don't usually like doing. But it just uh, comes down, like I said, when you gotta you got to come up with 5. That's uh, one of the ones that made the list. So, uh, yeah, take take the points here with Minnesota. It's just, a lot of it has to do with Seattle just has, you know, it's looked you know pretty – unstoppable or like you know one of the best teams and i just feel like minnesota minnesota is probably gonna have this game circled too it's a sunday night game the they've won revenge i think seattle's kind of always had their numbers i know it's from a vikings fan perspective it's gonna be difficult to watch it just seems like uh, just trying to stop russell wilson and everything else but i think a lot of it really unfortunately is going to lie on the, on the minnesota's offense if they can keep it going that's what worries me a little bit it seems like they're kind of a start stop start stop kind of offense over the last couple of years and they've had it go the last couple of weeks. So just hopefully they can keep it going. They got a lot of playmakers, a lot of weapons. And I think a lot of it's going to be the offensive line. I think the biggest thing is, is the no crowd factor. I think that'd be such a huge difference. And obviously your difference in point spread, but you're not going to be paying, you're not going to be getting as many points. But in this situation, I'm almost rather get less points because I feel like if what two, two and a half point adjustment for Seattle's strong point uh, home field and get up to nine, even if you got 10, I feel like I'd still rather have seven with no crowd. I feel like that's where Minnesota would be have a lot more difficult time moving the ball when you have that such a loud uh, atmosphere and not able to hear the signals and everything else. I feel like it'll be a little bit easier for for Curtin and that offense to to move down the field. So I think they're obviously a high total, be able to put up points. And I think I think every week we go, I think Minnesota's defense is going to keep getting better. So I think they'll be able to be slightly improved and hopefully contain uh, Wilson to an extent, but. Again, I think it's more just a numbers play here, getting uh, the touchdown. I definitely don't wouldn't like anything less than a touchdown. But, yeah, since you're getting seven, I feel like that's a pretty good spot here, maybe a back-and-forth type of game here, Sunday night football. So Minnesota and the points. Yeah, that's that's my last one. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> there you go. We're doubling down on the Vikes, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, mean, I, know I had them last week, too, obviously, and it came through. But I just think they're kind of a middle-of-the-road team, and they haven't been priced as so. And I think Seattle just – I don't know. I just think they're getting way, way too much love than what they should be getting. I think their their defense has been below average for sure. It's you know ranked 21st in DVOA and eye tests show they haven't been great. They were in somewhat of a shootout against the Falcons in Week One. Probably should have got beat by the Pats in Week Two at home on a Sunday night, and then uh, went that back and forth against Dallas and had a really fraudulent cover to beat them by seven. And then even last week they won by eight, but you know. You could have made the case they could have lost that game very easily. So, yeah, they're 4-0, and, yeah, they've been good, and, yeah, it sucks betting against Russell Wilson. Like, those are all very true. But I just don't think they're a 13-3 and juggernaut team. Even, like, the Chiefs, like, I know how you went against them this week, and they have had a couple weeks where they haven't been firing on all cylinders. But to me, I'm way more scared betting against that team than I am against a Seattle-type team. I just I don't have much faith in their defense whatsoever and you know Jamal Adams being out again at safety um, with Jefferson emerging for the Vikes like I just don't it sure seems like they're going to put up points to me I, I don't know how they don't how they don't score here and I'm sure Seattle's going to score plenty on the Vikes too so again you know don't don't hate the over by any means but 57 and a half that's you know you're asking quite a bit so I, I figured out if I wanted to bet the over or the Viking side I lean towards the Viking side because I think this game should be a back and forth similar to how I like Dallas against Seattle a couple of weeks ago. And 
they ended up losing by seven and not quite covering the five and a half. But I don't think the Vikings are any worse than the Cowboys. Um, I think the, the Vikings defense is definitely better. So I don't know. I don't really get this. This number seems a little inflated to me. Even last year on that, I think it was Monday night game, the Vikings went in there and lost 37-30. And I remember we were watching that game over at Ollie's, and it was like a ton of stuff was going wrong for the Vikings. And it was, you know, they, they very easily could have won that game too. And even though they didn't, they still ended up losing by seven. And it was kind of a low-end outcome for them. And they still would have got a push with, with this number. And I don't know. I think the Seattle loves a little too high. And I think people are still kind of a little... Uh, underselling the Vikings with their poor record and their poor start. So, like you said, I think the Vikings will continue to get better as the season goes and the young guys kind of grow into their role. And, and I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm just not a believer. I'm going to keep betting against Seattle pretty much every week, I think, which hasn't worked out so good to, or so far too good. But, uh, I have a feeling that they're going to come crashing back to earth ATS wise, uh, as the season goes on here. So, uh, all right. You got your last one, right? Uh, yep, got one more, and we got one primetime game down. I think uh, we're going back to another one here. So old Robbie primetime here on this pod, but we're going over to the the Chargers New Orleans game, and uh, my numbers here: power rating, New Orleans minus six. Look at line: New Orleans seven and a half. Westgate open: New Orleans eight. The total here open fifty two. Uh, pretty similar to the game we just talked about, but yeah, give me the points here. I just feel like that's a lot of points here in the Chargers. I know I had a bet on them last week, and I feel like. Pretty similar team. I think it's a pretty similar situation, everything else, other than being in prime time. And I like what I've seen out of Herbert. I feel like anything uh, touchdown or more is a good bet here, and I'm seeing eight or seven and a half. So definitely like getting the points here. I feel like Breeze, you know, everyone's talking about how he's so much dumbed down and getting older and everything else. I don't know if I necessarily agree 100%, but I don't feel like he's the type like uh, a Wilson or – Mahomes really just going to go up and put bunches of points up and just, uh, you know, have a blowout type of effort. It seems like they're going to be more close games and kind of more grinded out type of efforts. And a lot has to do with those big, you know, big plays, downfield throws and all that stuff to kind of keep the get, you know, A, keep the defense off, you know, for running and keep them, uh, you know, make sure that they're playing off the receivers. But then also just, you know, the explosiveness and having those big plays, it's going to obviously, it's a lot quicker to go down the field and everything else and tire out the defense. But, Anyway, I feel like, yeah, just a lot of points here. I think this is a pretty good spot here, especially after the Chargers definitely completely handled that Tampa Bay team last week and first half went in 24-7, and then all of a sudden, uh, right right before they right before they go in, they have that fumble and just a, just a terrible coaching and decision. But it just seems like that's something they might learn from, I, I would hope, and, and something that if they're in a similar spot here, that I think they're going to take it. Not, not that they didn't take it seriously, but you think the coaching would definitely be more not that I want to be more conservative, but that's just something where you really there's no upside there to running that ball. If you, if you watch that uh, right around halftime there when they ran the ball, fumbled, and all of a sudden it was a seven-point swing when all he really needed to do was take a knee. It just didn't make any sense when, like, the upside basically is only, you know, you break a big run and go score a touchdown, which is super unlikely. So, um, I, like I said, I think the biggest problem with me on this game is just the coaching mismatch between these two coaches. But other than that, I feel like uh, I feel like the Chargers are a pretty good play here getting the, the extra points. Yeah, I can – I can see that. I thought about them. Um, I was, I was close, but I, the, it just seems like New Orleans defense is a little bit better than the other two defenses I decided to go against, but I, I can uh, absolutely see where you're coming from there. So, all right. Well, good. That'll, that'll do it. There's, uh, both of our five. Uh, I want to recap those here real quick before we do our pick of the week and get out of here. 
Sounds good. Yeah, I got you want to do yours or you want me to get mine in? Sure, I'll do. So I got Minnesota plus seven, Giants plus nine and a half, Pittsburgh minus seven, Miami plus nine, and Indy minus one and a half. All right. So yeah, me, I got Kansas City, or sorry, I got Vegas plus 13. And then I got the total and the Arizona Jets uh, over 47. And then the next game is I got Philadelphia going head to head with you plus seven. And then I got Minnesota plus seven. And then I got the Chargers. I don't know if it's plus. It's kind of split. I don't know. I think there's enough eights out there. We'll go. We'll go Chargers plus eight. Give me the bet for the doubt here. All right, that sounds good. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up and do our AS pick of the week. The AS pick of the week. All right. So last week I had Cincinnati that uh, got there, and you had Philadelphia. So. What does that, what's that get our record to here on the year? I think we're both two and one. Yep. All right. Um, so I think I was up last year. So I got the tee box still, I believe. Or do you? I think it's me. I think. Oh, yeah. Cause you, you won last week and I lost last week or two weeks ago. So yeah, you're up, you're up. So where are you looking? Um, let's see. What do I want to do? I'm going to take one of the prime timers or not. I think, uh, I think I'm going to stick with the one I feel probably most strongly. The first one I went out of the gate with at the Vegas, uh, getting the 13. I, biggest thing is just the opponent, obviously, in Kansas City, but I feel like it's a pretty good spot all around. I've already talked about it uh, in, in detail. So, yeah, I'll we'll do Vegas plus 13 uh, pick of the week. All right. And I'm going to go straight homer out. And uh, the one I think I feel the most strongly about, which I thought beforehand, but even going through them here again, uh, Vikings plus seven. Just think it's going to be a back and forther. Um sure Russell Wilson will pull it out at the end in some ridiculous fashion, but hopefully the Vikes will be close enough where the seven will cover it up. Alrighty. So, yeah, you'll, uh, you'll have to be cheering that one on from the plane because you'll be heading back to Vegas, but uh, you got Delta, so you'll be able to watch it on the plane, right? Yeah, I sure hope so. I better be. Otherwise, I'm not going to be too happy, but hopefully between either Wi-Fi or the game, it, hopefully I'll be able to catch it somehow. Otherwise, I won't, uh, won't be the happiest of campers, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, safe travels this weekend. You, you don't know when you're coming back yet, do you? No, no, uh, no return ticket. Got a ton of work to do, so just need to get as much as I can done and uh, be running around like a Chinese fire drill trying to get everything done. All right. Sounds good. Well, um, best of luck to everybody on their week five bets and safe travels to you. We'll uh, still be doing the podcast next week, only you'll be in Vegas instead of here. And we'll be back to break down week five and look ahead to week six. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.